Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams, and here we are to bring you our little uh, off-week show where we talk about things happening in the geekosphere and uh, bullshit for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I like bullshitting. So, uh, how you doing, John? <laughs> you know how I'm doing, but uh, I guess the listeners don't. I've had a shitty day. Holy shit. Like, I thought... I thought I had enough pressure being behind uh, on lettering the comic book, which it it's it's going to be done. Don't you worry. And uh, and just found out today that I I have to have another emergency eye surgery, or I guess yeah. it's not emergency, but it's urgent. I have to do it in less than a week. Those blasted freeloading eyeballs of yours. Yeah, yeah. Th- at least this right one. He's a real son of a bitch. So uh, so that sucks. I'm going to be head down for another week. I don't know when uh, when my surgery is, but I'm hoping it gives me a few days so I can gather all the materials for the comic book to send your way to yeah, uh, we'll make proof and format. Send it in. Yeah. All of the drawing stuff that requires talent is done. So now it's just like formatting and sending to printer. I can I can handle that shit. Yeah, we got to put together <laughs> our uh, our front and back inside covers, you know, do the uh, the Kickstarter list the thank yeah. yous and yeah, I can put that together and you'll be too blind to tell how bad it is. And, uh, Oh, I'll sense it. I'm sure <laughs> on the topic of the, uh, of the Kickstarter. Oh, I guess just a general update for those who don't check their, their Kickstarter updates. The, it is fully colored. It's about to be fully lettered and, um, we're going to format it and send it off to the printer. And I am fucking stoked. Cause it's, it's a big fucking thing. That's a 40-page fucking comic book. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I, we should have it to the printer within a, a week or so here. Yeah. And uh, and I think we're still on schedule for shipping stuff out. You know, we said by April, it's going to be the end of April, but that's still yeah. April. So uh, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get this thing in my hands. It's going to be rad. Yeah, and I think in the time since we started the Kickstarter, I've had like no, I guess this will be my second surgery. I had, I had, I had the other one just before it, you know, in October. But you know, managing to stay to stay reasonably on track, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked because those things knock me out for a little bit. Yeah, I don't like eyeball stuff. I mean, I kind of wish I could see a picture of it, but I, I wouldn't want to watch a video of them doing that. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm okay with most body horror stuff, not eyeball stuff. Like, like a needle in the eye. Yep. Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, man. Like it was, it was a really great feeling the other day, finishing up, you know, reviewing the pages and getting the final files from, from Dan, our, our fantastic colorist, Dan Alvera, having that moment with him on Facebook. Cause he's in Mexico, but, but, you know, just like, just like the, whoo, like we, we did it. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is a big song, bitch. Have you flipped through them all like sequentially? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Cause I don't, haven't downloaded all of them. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna, got, like, I'm gonna upload all of them to uh to the drive for you. Yeah. I haven't been able to do it like like it's a book, you know, with like the the two page yeah. open thing. But yeah, that's how I initially caught a couple little corrections we had to get made. So yeah, stay tuned. And if anybody is kicking themselves for not backing the Kickstarter, don't you worry. We are going to have extra copies, and we will let you know when we've got a place for you to buy those. Yeah, I guess we got to figure that out fairly soon too, because like we're yeah. gonna have them in hand in, in a few weeks here. So, um, okay, on with the show. Oh wait, Ben, how are you doing? Oh, uh, good. My life's been uneventful, so I'll take that as a win. <laughs> All right. So, I can't say that this is going to be 
the most dense show from my end. I've been a bit busy and a bit distracted, and I know things are happening. So, I mean, you know, you knowing us, we're going to find a way to talk forever about whatever it is we have to talk about. So, but yeah, um, yeah we have we have that talent. Well, let, let's let's kick off the show. Our favorite way to do it. Let's talk oh. about Zack Snyder and his <laughs> Justice League. Just fucking, it's over, and we still can't get away from it. Him. Will never end, <laughs> especially if these insane zealots get their way. So, for you know, the last three four years, we had uh, released the Snyder cut. They got their way, and boy, that is. That's not good enough. Now it's restore the Snyderverse, and they have like redoubled their efforts. Oh yeah, like, give them else cookie, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It it it. Uh, let's see what what was this stat from uh, Phantom Wire? It's reported that restore the Snyderverse is now the biggest trending count of all time in Hollywood history, with 1.5 million tweets in less than 24 hours. Holy shit! Beating Avengers Endgame that had 1.4 mil and release the Snyder cut had one mil. People are bonkers. And Warner Brothers uh, seems pretty adamant that they're not going to do it, but uh, yeah. see if they get worn down. I mean, I heard one of the Warner Brothers executives was... Uh, Ann Sarnoff. Yeah, that's who it was. She was uh, she was complaining about, you know, the harassment. And it's like, I, I mean, maybe there's some people doing some harassing, but I think for the most part, people are just saying, hey, we want this. Like, are people like camping in her front yard or like lighting dog shit on her doorstep or something? Yeah, sending death threats. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, there's probably been a anything. death threat or two, but well, there's always a death threat or two. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm surprised we haven't gotten a death threat. I'm kind of disappointed. If you want to <laughs> send us a death threat, you can send it to email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any of the social media platforms, or you can call in your death threat at nine one six orc turd. That is O R C T U R D. Yeah, that would have a lot more weight. <laughs> yeah, would I love to see a Snyderverse continuation? Why not? Yeah, I, sure. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. And apparently, there's uh, there's some inner turmoil at Warner Brothers where uh, the people behind HBO Max want it to happen. They they want this as an HBO Max exclusive, and Warner Brothers is kind of sticking to their guns. But um, reports are that such heavyweights as Christopher Nolan, and maybe this is isn't so much heavyweight anymore, but Kevin Smith, and even The Rock himself are getting behind the uh, Restore the Snyderverse movement. And, you know, I think they kind of want to make Christopher Nolan happy because he, you know, went, he's battling them, and I'm, I'm sure they would love to keep him. But the big thing is, is the fucking rock, Dwayne Johnson, man. Like, he pulls a lot of sway in Hollywood, and he's straight up, like, the reports are, he's been, like, meeting with WB, saying, like, I want to fight them in a future movie. Like, keep this going. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know he had uh, that much clout. Man, they they were calling him box office Viagra for years until he finally had a couple stinkers with like that uh that whatever Die Hard movie where he had a fake leg and uh, there was one other around that same period that didn't do well. He's arguably the biggest movie star in the world. What, what, really? Wow, I'm out yeah. of touch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, like the Rock. Like he he does a good job, but biggest movie star in the world holy shit yeah like like his box office pull is insane and i say insane because i don't think he's that great i don't really like him i i'm not convinced by him in just about every movie role he's ever been in i liked him in walking tall but he's still not a great actor i don't know whatever but you know 
he's he's going to bat for it. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I you know, if they make it, I'll watch it, but uh yeah. I'm not passionate about it. You're not going to lose sleep over it if they don't. No. No, I'm not. And uh you know, I was I was alluding to to all these motherfuckers in their uh restore the Snyderverse hashtag like I would love to see it, but I'm not so passionate that I would do what uh, what some of these people have done where like they straight up review bombed Godzilla versus Kong before it came out and even like in their reviews were saying like this is what you get if you don't restore the Snyderverse. That's just stupid. It's so petty and so fucking childish. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that made Warner Brothers, you know, cancel. They 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 announced that they were canceling the New Gods movie and they're citing because Darkseid was in uh was in Justice League. What? Yeah. Oh. I I mean, so stuff I, like that that is just kind of fucking it's just childish and uh, I mean, if you want to shit on Godzilla versus Kong, there's plenty of legitimate ways to do it without bringing the Justice League into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it earned that stuff. I I never understood the whole review bombing thing or like, you know, bringing an argument or a complaint into a totally unrelated arena is is just it it's stupid. It's all it's going to do is piss off the people you're trying to get the attention of and make you look like an asshole and make everyone else that's legitimately trying to accomplish the thing you want to do look like you, who is an asshole. Yeah. So, fuck you guys. So I guess uh, we mentioned uh, the apparent biggest movie star in the world, The Rock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's, he's going to be Black Adam. And they announced, yeah, uh, I think a little over a week ago, that uh, Pierce Brosnan would be playing Dr. Fate in that movie, which I think yeah, is fucking cool i love dr fate i'm i'm stoked that they're that they're putting hawkman and dr fate in there i don't yeah. i don't know if if we needed adam smasher and and whirlwind or twister whoever she is a cyclone i think it is yeah i think it's cyclone some sort of wind event <laughs> yeah it may as well be any of those um but yeah man pierce brosnan is fucking dr fate okay i'm in a an older distinguished gentleman yeah yeah, I mean, the only problem is, like, with his helmet on, you don't see much of his face, but I imagine he'll spend a good bit of time with the helmet off. Yeah, like, with with him being older, I imagine he'll he'll have some sort of, like, advisory role or something in, in his, in his uh, like, otherworldly tower. Why can't I remember the name of his tower anymore? I don't know. He's got a tower that exists in, like, a separate plane of existence. Yes, yeah. Oh, I think it's just called the Tower of Fate, actually. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, onks everywhere. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm stoked to see Hawkman too. I'm I'm curious how they're going to play him. Yeah, and and seeing as how Hawkman's got a rich history of like reincarnation and stuff, like you don't need an older man to be playing him. You know, cuz yeah. this is going to be the Justice Society, you know, from back in the day. Like Hawkman is pro like I bet Hawkman back in like World War II times or whatever back in the day. I bet Hawkman at some point was killed by Black Adam. Just throwing that throwing that out there right now. Like they they've got to have some some history there if they're going to have a, a fresh young Hawkman. In other superhero media, I have watched the first three episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, how is it? It is good, and it has it has only gotten better from the first episode. I think I I, I it took me two tries to watch the first episode because the first time I was just oh I think it was just post my last surgery. And I was super tired and out of it and I was falling asleep during it. So I went back and watched it again 
And apparently I wasn't falling asleep that much because I remembered most of it and it was just kind of boring. Um, but, you know, it's set up. <laughs> it's ah. the first episode. It, it does open with a big, huge, like, uh, Falcon action scene. And, and it brings back uh, Batroc, the, uh, the Leaper from uh, the beginning of Winter Soldier, from the, the whole ship heist thing. Oh, okay. Um, the kicky, kicky McKick pants. <laughs> um, and they've got like flying squirrel suits and shit. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. But the rest of it was a lot of setup and a lot of talky talk. Um, but with, with every episode, it has been getting better. They've introduced John Walker, who's the new, the new Captain America. Yeah, I've seen the memes and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an unfortunate choice in, in shots they used of uh, Wyatt Russell's face because he doesn't, he doesn't always look like that. He looks like he has teeth normally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks shockingly like his parents, like mostly like you see Kurt Russell in him almost 100% of the time. And then, and then in certain moments you see Goldie Hawn, but yeah, it is it is shocking how much he looks like his dad and even the, even his mannerisms, which I guess would happen if you grew up with that person. You would expect. Yeah, I guess this isn't a spoiler. And even even if it is, no, it's not a spoiler. It's everywhere. But Zemo comes in the uh, in the third episode. And, you know, it's it's a bit it's a bit. Uh, let's see. It's not a different Zemo, but it's just you see different aspects of Zemo. Like he's still the same character, but you get to see him be a little more badass. Like you understand oh, okay. why he was good at, you know, procuring information and like, you know, you, you understand that the character in winter soldier, like how he could do that sort of thing. Like they, they're fleshing him out a lot more and they actually refer to him as Baron Zemo at one point. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably get around to watch later when i have disney plus again i'll probably I may, I may pick it up for a month or two once loki comes out and dip my toes into falcon and the winter soldier i mean i I'd, I'd say it's worth watching so far it's good and I, and i'm interested to see where they're going to take the john walker character because in you know in the in the comic books he eventually becomes us agent and like he was yeah he became like a hyper violent captain america so you know he had to be taken out of and like i i would be shocked if that's not where they went. Oh yeah, that seems like the right move. Yeah. Or is this a limited series or are they going to keep the keep it rolling? I do, do not I, they have not announced a season 2, I believe. I think they're they're keeping all of that close to the to the vest. They're not going to do all limited series. They're going to need some that, you know, exist perpetually until a season or two after they should have been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to the idea. Cause like right now, you know, movies, movies aren't, aren't an industry you can back up right now. So, if, so if instead of making a, uh, making a movie, they just, you know, plan it out as limited series. Like, I'm, I guess I'm okay with that in the meantime, if they're like, okay, well, we've got this chain of events that we need to happen and we can use limited series to build them up. I mean, that's been kind of the thing from the good TV revolution is that, uh, People have learned how to tell long form stories pretty fucking well, where you can get a lot more character development and and whatnot than you can in a movie. I mean, when you're limited to a couple hours to tell a story, there's a lot of things you can't dive into that you can when you have seven or eight hours to do it. Yeah, we we know now you need at least a good four hours. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess uh, one last bit of superhero movie related 
stuff for me at least i don't know if you got more up your sleeve but uh probably i usually do but no my i'm i'm pretty light today the uh the suicide squad trailer came out yeah and uh it looks promising i think yeah it looks like it could be good it's it's definitely got a james gunny tone to it mm-hmm. um which i think the kind of that humorous uh joke driven action is a decent fit for suicide squad yeah, I think, you know, I really enjoyed the first Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out. I did not enjoy the second one. There were no stakes. It was just, you know, it was just anything that was happening was to serve a joke. With this, like, I don't know. I, I feel like them being able to go rated R and brutal. It is rated R, right? Pretty sure it is. Well, yeah, but I mean, King Shark, like, eats a dude in the yeah in the trailer. It was a red fucking red screen trailer or whatever like uh, it was red band trailer. yeah okay it's got to be rated r okay yeah i with him being able to go to those to those extremes i think it's going to be less uh annoying and you know not having to please disney like warner brothers hired james gunn at like the height of his fucking clout you know he he just got let go from disney and they're like oh yeah Come over here, like do whatever you want. Apparently, they offered him whatever franchise he wanted. Um, oh, really? And he picked Suicide Squad. Yeah, because it, it was something he could do something fun with. So I think they've got such a giant cast that I imagine there are going to be a shit ton of people, or, you know, like main cast members dying. Oh yeah, I I expect it. I, I, at least half of them shouldn't make it. Yeah, at least like you've got Peter Capaldi there playing like Mento or something with like bolts in his head. Like that's so fucking weird. But yeah, Stallone is King Shark. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know, voicing I saw, him. I didn't know he was doing that. And then at the end of the trailer, I saw his name in the credits and I was like, wait a minute. Where's he at? And uh, and Starro showing up. That's kind of cool. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. It could be a lot of fun. My only fear is that it's it's everything's in service of a joke and maybe the jokes aren't super funny. I'm not sure. I'm kind of, I'm kind of over Harley Quinn. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Like, I, I don't know if I need more of that in my life. Um, John Cena talking about eating a whole beach full of dicks for, for Liberty. Okay. I can, I can get some, <laughs> I can get behind some more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. But yeah, then if you have a joke where, where like Harley Quinn saying something like, like, you know, talking about the rain, like, it's like angels jizz. Wait, no, what, what did she like say? Angels. Smooching me all over. Yes, yeah, splooging. Like yeah, and it's like, eh, I didn't even crack a smile. Plus, I feel like the word splooge got replaced by spooge years ago. But did she, did she say splooge? I thought she said smooch. No, no, I'm, I'm, I am 98% certain it was splooge. What what would be cute or like aw about a bunch of angels you know bukakiing you? Well, she's she's edgy and unhinged and it's not funny. No, well, it's it's especially <laughs> not funny if she said that. <laughs> yeah. I thought she said smooch. Oh man, we're going to have to check it out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that flick. I I will Hopefully it hopefully it does a uh oh yeah it is doing the uh the HBO Max simultaneous release. Well, fuck it, so then I will I'll watch definitely it. watch it. Um so I hear you have some you, I mean from from just going over the notes, you definitely have more news than me. So why don't you take it away for a little bit? 
Yeah, so I got some non-comic book movie related shit. Um, so it is it is rumored that Microsoft is in the market to buy Discord. Discord was recently valued at like seven billion dollars, and uh, it's become I mean it's become a go to you know voice and video service. It's uh, I mean it started mainly for gamers essentially where you could. You could stream content. People could watch it on there. You could get on there and you know use it as voice chat with uh, your buddies while you were playing games, and yeah. uh, and it does voice and video and screen sharing and streaming really well. And it's got uh, it. It's not ad supported. They don't they don't farm it for data. They, you know they value privacy. Like it's just <laughs> a good. Not now they don't. Who knows if that'll be true if uh, if good old Microsoft buys them because I don't know what Microsoft wants with Discord, but it. It probably isn't what we want with Discord, is my yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I I don't know anything, but I feel fairly confident in the assumption that uh, that it will it will definitely be farming you uh, in the future. Because because Microsoft is rumored to be considering a ten billion dollar offer, which is three billion over what they're currently valued at. So try I don't know, maybe they're thinking about making them an offer they can't refuse kind of thing. Uh, which you know, if you offered me ten billion dollars for pretty much anything. I will. I'll sell you my principles for ten billion dollars. Yeah, you can. You can reverse your vasectomy <laughs> and make new kids. Yeah, I can do whatever. I can do a lot. You can for buy 10 new billion kids. dollars. <laughs> but my hope is that they want it because they want to like better integrate it into Xbox. You know, so to have a better cross-platform voice chat thing, and not to uh, squeeze data and money out of us. Like yeah, like an jerks. actual dedicated service for their users. Yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, one other like tech news thing. Uh, I heard today, uh, it was announced yesterday that uh, LG is quitting the smartphone business. They're, they're going to not make phones anymore. Now, were they the ones that had the, the phone that was blowing up a few years back? Like exploding? No, that was Samsung. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Samsung's definitely not going to give it up because they're like the Android market dominator. Yeah, right yeah, they're, they're like the, the anti-iPhone. Yeah, LG never really, they, they never really got a foothold, even though they made some fucking great phones. I've been using LG phones for like the last, you know, seven or eight years, maybe oh, a decade shit. even. And uh, I fucking love them. I, I mean, the the newest one I got, they made it less good. But uh, like the the V twenty was is probably one of my favorite phones ever. I fucking loved that phone. It yeah, was a f- fucking tank. Now, what'd you do to that one? I well, I dropped it like thirty times before it finally gave up the ghost. I dropped it off an eight foot ladder onto concrete once, and it would explode. Like the back <laughs> the back would come off and the battery would fly out. You know, because back when phones actually had batteries that came out. Uh, but I think that taking the force kept the phone from being destroyed and. Uh, what didn't kill it just made it stronger. Yep. So you know, I'm 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 sad to see them go because I really liked what they did with their phones. They always had really good audio, and uh, and I, I liked their camera app a lot. It gives you the manual control. So I'm I'm kind of bummed about it, but uh, I'll have to find a new company to buy phones from. Yeah. When I inevitably break the one I have. Yeah, yeah. Or when the ghost in your house does it. <laughs> I I'd, I'd make the joke, you know come over to to apple but i don't want to get into that conversation yeah it wouldn't go anywhere anyway um well the only thing i have left is to uh is to beg forgiveness from the audience here because boy after our uh, our killing joke episode 
in fact, I think it was the next day I came across my copies of uh, the Three Jokers. So I decided to give it a reread, being in the uh, in the whole Killing Joke mode. And uh, I mean, that book's still a pile of shit. We were we were totally spot on <laughs> with that. There were some uh, there were some some nuances that I that I didn't get as I was reading it monthly. You know, like I I can see a little bit more of the motivation from the Joker who wanted to turn Joe chill into a Joker, you know? So, so it, so it had the most impact on Batman. Like, okay, I, I get that. Like, that's a neat concept when you're pitching story ideas. I can see somebody being like, okay, yeah, the execution was dog shit. Um, but we had a whole conversation about whether or not Bruce would have known who the Joker was. And if he spirited her away to Alaska, but from what it see, I mean, from what the book showed us, it showed us like the the whole little speech that Joker has about like the whole like oh you said oh like I don't care like the the part that Mark Hamill did a terrible job at because he can't cry and but it, but it seemed a little more sinister in in Killing Joke he seemed a little more angry and less sad yeah and then it showed it showed a panel of cops you know like uh, let's see how's what's the best way to Basically, the cops were taking her like she was turning state's witness or something like that. You know, she was she was being taken into like a witness protection agency or something. And it was less like Bruce Wayne didn't have any involvement in it. Um, but, you know, there still is that horse shit about him saying he knew who Joker was a week in. And it's like, yeah, man. Uh, that, that's yeah. exactly. So that, it, it kind of undercuts the whole premise. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, why did he need to know who Joker was if uh, he already knew who Joker was? And so they could say it doesn't matter. Like they, they yeah, he actually says matter. those words. Like it doesn't matter. It's like fuck you. Like if if at the end of like a Wolverine origin story, you know, like when they finally revealed Wolverine's origin, and they're like, so is any of this true? They're like, it doesn't matter. I'm like oh, well, <laughs> thanks for wasting my time. Yeah, join join John Cena's Peacemaker and eat a beach full of dicks. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got other than uh, recommendations. I don't think I have anything to recommend this week. I'm trying to think of... You can uh, come up with something. Anything that... Uh, anything recommend Tri-Tip. Ooh, you yeah, had Tri-Tip yesterday, and was it good? Tri-Tip is good. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend Tri-Tip on Easter. I mean, the only other bit of news that I had... Was uh, they're releasing some uh, some new Doctor Who audio dramas featuring none other than Christopher Eccleston, the ninth Doctor. He was the like the guy that launched the rebirth of Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of interested in that. Like I I liked him as the Doctor. Like I started watching Doctor Who with him essentially. Like I I had heard about the you know the old BBC ones, but I'd never watched them. I went back and watched a bunch of them later. But uh, I, I thought he I thought he did a good job and, and brought a like a or a unique face for the doctor. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in what they got. They got uh, they're starting in May and they're releasing 12 episodes total. And uh, I think that's neat because he, yeah. he, he didn't get a lot of time as the doctor. So I'm kind of curious to see what he does. Yeah. Did he only do like one or two series? Just one one season. That's it. Wow. He's not the shortest lived doctor. I think the eighth doctor had one movie. And that was it. <laughs> yeah that that, so. that was actually in fact i think that is still my only full doctor who experience it was it was oh, yeah really? it was like mid 90s or something yeah yeah i remember it playing on tv and watching it and i enjoyed it 
Actually, that's probably the first Doctor Who I ever saw, because I definitely saw that before the new one, but it was just a movie, so like it didn't make an impression on me, I guess. Yeah. We'll do a Doctor Who episode eventually, eventually. and you'll have to watch I got a-, a million hours of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got a lot to catch up on. Holy shit. Yeah, that one's a bit uh, I got to find an interesting angle. Um, okay, I guess uh, for recommendations, okay, th- this, this is kind of out of left field, and this isn't super geeky, but... I recently just stumbled upon on YouTube some old tapings of the Dick Cavett show from like the late 60s and the 70s. Like he went from like the late 60s to the 80s, but most of most of the clips I've seen are in the 70s. This guy's a great fucking interviewer and he's got a lot of humongous guests on. Like I've been really enjoying the Dick Cavett show from the 70s. And I think people should check it out. He, um, I've heard his know, name, but I can't say I've, I could, I probably couldn't pick him out of a crowd or uh, that I've ever actually seen his show. I never would have before like a month ago. And, uh, he's, he's got a great way of speaking. He's got a great rapport. You know, he has interesting guests. I was watching one with, uh, with Brian De Palma and Martin Scorsese. And he, you know, they were straight up like talking about the craft of film and it was wild because it wasn't just like, oh, what's this star like to work with? Or, or I imagine, you know, this Hollywood starlet was a, was a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Interviews can be so hollow these days and just full of jokes. But whereas like this one, they're actually talking about the craft and they're talking about Orson Welles and Hitchcock and, and, and you know, what they imparted to them and what and what uh, what those two would want to impart to future. I don't know. It was, it was really really interesting um and like i fell down a rabbit hole of like marlon brando interviews man that guy got weird over the years definitely there's a lot of weird stories about that guy being yeah. a huge pain in the ass <laughs> oh wow he, he i mean it is it's hilarious to watch but there was also a brando uh carson appearance that like you know i would love to post it on facebook somebody's gonna take it wrong and i'm gonna be you know, lumped in with some group of people, but he was, it, it was not long after, uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated and he was talking about, you know, people devoting their time and money and effort into, uh, into race relations. And it was really interesting because it was, you know, back in the, in the late sixties and, and he was saying things that like people are saying today, you know, it was, it was um, it was interesting and he was much more understandable like he wasn't like spacing out and going on weird tangents yeah he got a little uh yeah hard to understand he got a little spacey oh yeah (laughs) later in life yeah his his dick cavett (laughs) and his connie chung uh interviews are amazing (laughs) (laughs) um okay so is that it i mean uh what i will recommend is uh playing minecraft with your kids Go do that. It's yeah. fun. Like uh, my kids fight with each other all the fucking time, constantly. They're little shits about it, unless they're playing Minecraft. Those two will sit down and play Minecraft and get along for hours. And uh, it is bizarre. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and you know, I'll go and I'll sit down and I'll join the game with them. We're playing on the Xbox. It's you know one of the few games I got on there that's got split screen multiplayer, and it's fun. It's a small sea of family harmony, digging holes in the ground. Yeah. All right, folks, that about does it. Uh, we are going to say our goodbyes and then stick around if you want to join in on the conversation about Godzilla versus Kong. We're going to do that after 
our uh, our goodbyes and our business, just like we've been doing lately. So um, so the episode stays spoiler free. So, yeah, it seems like we've just been spoiling something at the end of every one of these debriefs for like the last three weeks. Yeah, well, you know, things are finally <laughs> happening again. I know, like, yeah, it's, it's exciting. coming out now. Yeah. Um, so if you want to let us know how we did today, find us on Facebook, Geek Exploration Podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com, or you can call us at 916-ORC-TURD, O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Yeah, and if you enjoyed the show, uh, go leave us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcast. One show note is uh, to get everything done for the comic and uh, John having his his eyeballs cut out and all that, well, we're going to take it light for the rest of April. You may hear a little bit from us here and there, but we won't be doing a regular episode until May. Yeah, and you know, we've been going about two and a half years without any sort of break so do we call this the end of season one no oh, fuck seasons there's no seasons it's just, <laughs> we come I, and we're, we're just here we're we exist oh I, I i thought that'd be fun to to take our uh our season break and then maybe the next season will be four years or maybe it'll be two months <laughs> well i think there's only been a couple of weeks where we missed a week and uh then came back the following week yeah one one per year so yeah. far, we've, we've got a good batting average. Not like those fuckers on Fake Doctor's Real Friends who went like four months and were like, we need a break, we're working hard, and you guys need to understand. <laughs> MFs. Uh, anyway, our theme song is uh, Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And now, the big monkey and the angry lizard. Yeah. Um. So... It's a real shame that you and I had a very in-depth conversation about it yesterday because now it feels weird to to retread on it. But, I mean, I've got notes and we've got things to say. Um, I think first and foremost, most importantly, is this movie sucked. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I did not enjoy watching it. And, and I got to the end and, uh, and was like, okay, that was okay. But then, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, no, it, I don't know if it was okay. It, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of shitty. I am disappointed. It had the same problem that the last two Godzilla films have had where, you know, it's it, there's too much useless human story. I mean, granted, we you know, they, there has to be a story to get them to where they need to be to fight. But does this there? was not the right one to tell. Does there? <laughs> I mean, I, I listen, I, I, I was thinking about this today and. Yes, it'd be great if there's a story, if there's something else going on and you have interesting characters that are doing things and growing and, you know, maybe there's some, like, character progression or growth and or, like, you know, you give a shit about any of them. That would be great if they could get that to work with the big monsters fighting. I think we'd all be for that. That's hard to do um, because how do you have these people meaningfully interact with fucking 40-story tall monsters? But I think I would have preferred... A 30 to 40 minute movie where like it started like a fucking Mortal Kombat game. It was like Godzilla versus Kong fight. And they just fucking pounded on each <laughs> other for 30 fucking minutes. And it was awesome. And uh, one of them won and roll credits done. I would have enjoyed that more because that's essentially the good part of the movie was that happening. Except you have to sit through 90 minutes of horse shit to see. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was almost two hours long. And, and there was like. 13 minutes of of monster fighting 
Well, there's, was it only 13 minutes? Maybe was, maybe the final battle was 13 minutes. Yeah, but, I was giving uh, them a little bit more I credit. I saw that stat somewhere. And saying that, uh, figuring that there was maybe 30 minutes in there, but, you know, I didn't count. It's just got these characters that I don't give a shit about. None of them are of any consequence at all. Yeah. And, like, I, I thought about it today. The only one, the only person in this, human, in this entire, actually, not even just human, the only character, including the monsters, in this entire thing that I understood or could empathize with their motivations was the glog damn villain because he sees these fucking titans ruining you know destroying cities and killing a bunch of people and he wants to build a giant robot to kill them you know what good on you dude i agree yeah it makes sense he's essentially the ben affleck batman of this movie yeah they're treating him like he's a bad guy and it's like no you know what if this was actually happening if godzilla could show up and kill like all of los angeles yeah, I would really appreciate it if someone made some fucking Pacific Rim fucking kaiju fighting robots and kick this guy's ass. Yeah. I wouldn't be rooting for Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, but 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 he he looks uh, he looks devious and barks in order to make a guy sit down in a chair. So he's clearly a villain. Oh, yeah, well, everyone in this fucking movie is a walking stereotype or trope. Yeah, yeah that that was my biggest problem with this movie is that. So much of what they did was just fucking tired and lazy and not thought out well. Like it, it just, I mean, you had, you had questionable motivations throughout the entire movie. And like, you know, like uh, it's, it's a movie that is riddled with those, like, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do like, you know, most movies have moments like this, but it is throughout the entire movie. Why is this happening? What's going on? And it led I mean, I mean, for me, it all culminated when the entirely useless subplot and characters, you know, of, of like the kids with the conspiracy theorist podcaster are in a control room trying to stop Mechagodzilla and he friggin pours whiskey on the console to make to make the system shut down or whatever. It's like, are you kidding me? That that is the level of writing we're dealing with here where like, like I wrote I wrote in my notes. My note for that one said liquid on the console. Fuck off. Like, that's how I felt in that moment. <laughs> yes. I, and coming up to that moment, I had a little bit of hope because like the, the fat kid sat down and, and was like, you know, was going to hack into the system and he failed. Like he, he got locked out because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And I was like, all right, good. I'm glad they didn't have this kid. I just out of nowhere become some fucking super hacker, even though the security at the, this apex facility they were in is shockingly lax. Like they're just able to walk around and do the doors to like the super secret room where they've got the fucking skull of King Ghidorah. Just, you can just walk into that room. No clearance, no card required. (laughs) Like what the fuck is going on? They just assume if you're there, you're supposed to be there. Yeah. That whole subplot had absolutely no impact on anything other than introducing that Mechagodzilla was a thing. And they could have done that any number of other ways that took about five minutes. Yeah. They didn't need a character to, to introduce you to that. Yeah, they like could have just cut to that scene it's a where they're subplot. testing. Yeah, yeah, where they're testing Mechagodzilla, and they're like, "Okay, cool, they're testing Mechagodzilla. We don't need any of this Millie Bobby Brown bullshit." Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler's characters from uh, from King of Monsters had zero impact at all. Like they were just there for face recognition. Yeah, and 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 like Kyle Chandler, 
is hardly ever even there. I think he's only there so people can go, wait, whatever happened to Eleven's dad? No, who, no, I, no one cares. This is a worldwide fucking kaiju crisis, for fuck's sake. We don't care about these people anymore. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just I the, also don't care about Captain Hollow Earth, who somehow knows how to drive a friggin' space car. Just like well, a, a, too. a day later. Yeah. He, he, can, he, he is can, very good at it. Yeah. I mean, the... He also knows how to self-destruct it to uh, to defibril- defibrillate Kong's heart. Yeah. Um, and so, just to complain about something slightly different than all the stupid people, because the, you know, the people are always the worst part of a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Or at least any recent Godzilla movie. But it, the monster fights, I gotta say, I was, a, you know, they were okay, I guess. Godzilla was like a fucking neon sign from way longer than i would have thought he was like he glows all the time it's fucking weird yeah and he's just blasting that atomic breath anytime he feels like it now he's the king of the monsters yeah he blasted a hole all the way to the center of the earth with it barf but the the fights like as you know it was two monsters squaring off and fighting each other but there didn't really feel like there was any stakes or consequences to anything that occurred during the fights either other than kong like grabbing his arm once Neither of them ever really got hurt. It was just like, I'm going to punch you. Now I'm going to punch you. Now I'm going to punch yeah. you. Now I'm going to punch you. And it's like, okay, I'm going to push you through this building that looks like it's made of sand. Like all the buildings just <laughs> like disintegrated as soon as they hit them. Like there wasn't any like steel or concrete or rebar in any of them. They all just crumbled into fucking particle effects. It was fucking they're, ridiculous. They're in the, they're in the Snyderverse. So there just didn't seem like there was any weight to the fight. Like you never felt like, oh no, my favorite characters about to get their ass kicked other than the end of the one fight where you know godzilla puts his foot on kong's chest and is just like stay fucking down punk yeah like i had a note that was like roar off and i was like oh i get it yeah he's saying like submit motherfucker and kong's like fuck you and then he's like no fuck you and he's like oh okay yeah you're right fuck me i'm gonna die now but then of course you have to redeem kong by by letting him be the one to take out mecha godzilla and I'm like, I didn't even understand Godzilla's motivation in this. Like, I guess yeah, he wants to be the alpha Titan, right? And that's why he's, he's you know, that's why King of Monsters, he went around and was proving that he's, you know, big dick monster. Everybody else bowed to, to Godzilla. And uh, I understand him attacking the Apex facility when they turn the Mecha Godzilla thing on. Because maybe, you know, he's picking up Ghidorah's fucking power or energy signature or whatever. I mean, like, oh, yeah. fuck. I told that guy to fuck up. I killed that motherfucker. What's he doing back on my turf? I'm going to go fuck him up. Yeah. But how does he fucking sense Kong sitting sedated on a boat? He's not putting off any energy signatures. He's just fucking chilling on a boat. Well, yeah. And it seemed to me like, 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 like the, the, um, the habitat they had for Kong on, on Skull Island somehow blocked, you know, uh, Godzilla's like monster sense. Yeah, but why, what makes him think Kong's a threat as far as like being an alpha? There's also, he let a bunch of the other Titans live too, as long as they didn't fucking challenge him. Kong's not fucking challenging him. They just said it like 10 times. They said, if Kong leaves the island, Godzilla will attack him. They, they, I think they were just relying on the fact that if they said it enough times, you would accept that as a fact and not question why the fuck that would be happening. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a single one of those like screen rant pitch meetings that (laughs) that that summed up exactly how I felt about a movie so clearly. So like and it's 
funny as shit. If, if people don't know what I'm talking about, go to Screen Rant, uh, the, the Screen Rant channel on YouTube and look up pitch meetings. They are oh, hilarious. They're fucking, they're they fucking they take great. a movie and they act as if a writer or it's this one guy, Ryan, something or other. Uh, he's playing both parts of writer and producer or studio. And he's pitching this movie to them, but it's in a it's in a funny way, pointing out all the things that are wrong with it. And this one was spot on. Yeah, I watched it today. It was it was. Oh, he hits the nail on the head quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like a like cinema sins. I think I think it is. Wait, the the everything that's wrong about this movie. Yeah. One where they do like the counter. Like a lot of times it's just like little fucking fanboy gripes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like. You don't like that, you know, the the Warner Brothers logo was green on the Matrix, so you're going to give it a sin? Fuck off. I don't know if he actually did that, but it's something as inconsequential yeah. as that. Um, two things that I wanted to say that that were good in this flick. One, to me, it was the soundtrack. The score for the flick was yeah. great. I really loved that score. Um, and then the other was, I loved the homage to the old King Kong versus Godzilla when when Kong shoves his, uh, his ax handle down Godzilla's throat, you know, it was was just like the old tree in the old one, but that's it. That's all that was good about the movie. (laughs) I I mean, I liked it. I liked it when Kong would, would, would get the upper hand momentarily because I was rooting for Kong in this. I like Godzilla, but you know, I like an underdog. I'm a big, I'm a big Kong fan also. So I, I wanted to see him, whoops some ass but all of a sudden like godzilla once he starts getting his ass kicked he can move turbo fast like that was that was off-putting to me yeah yeah godzilla's like never been dexterous he's just fucking power personified yeah yeah it was it was it was annoying to me when all of a sudden you know kong was getting the upper hand and then godzilla starts like moving around like he's a friggin blue belly on the on the dirt you know just Maybe yeah. that's a terrible analogy. And well, and it wasn't it wasn't really necessary. Like the you know, Kong's strength is that he's fast and nimble and smart and able to kind of adapt to the situation. Godzilla's strong suit is he's gonna fuck you up. He's big, he's strong, he shoots fucking atomic blasts out of his mouth. You know, so like if they wanted to have him, you know, get the upper hand, they should have had him like Kong swing at him and he just like fucking like you know, like the like the anime grab the fist thing, except yeah, you know, exactly. Except with, with some other way, you know. Like when he started biting him, I was like, "All right, yeah, bite him and swing his ass around." Yeah. Another good part, the uh, I did like the the Kong fighting the weird flying snake things in the Hollow Earth. Like, yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. Like it was just watching Kong just whoop some ass, real short and yeah. quick. Yeah, CGI and that, wasn't and super that, great. that seemed like the obligatory one. Like like Kong needs to like split something's jaw open. In, yeah. in every movie he's in. He's yeah. got to fight some giant creature and split the jaw open. Hey, he ripped one's head off and drank its brain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess the, the, the last comment I have is that uh, even the, the human characters in this also didn't seem to give a shit. They gave the same amount of shits as I did. Like, how many people do you think died in this movie, John? Millions. That's fucking Hong Kong. Yeah. Did anyone seem to give a shit? Did no. any one of the characters in this movie seem even the least bit affected by the death of millions of their fellow no. humans. It, it was, it was like there was a bad fire in an apartment building and, and people are outside with, with rescue workers and 
Eleven and Kyle Chandler go like, oh, look, we found each other in the middle of Hong Kong. What are you doing here? Yeah. Oh. Or like the fucking, the, on the boat, like the whole armada gets fucking wiped out and like, no one's like, oh, we just lost 10,000 sailors, you know, like, you know, brothers in arms. They're like, eh. no one gives a shit. No one even mentions like, it. Can we, can we airlift Kong out of here? Which is also, I mean, I. There's, no. there's a lot, there's no. a lot to not like in this movie. And, <laughs> and, and I, you know, like I, I was even thinking in the beginning of this review, I was like, man. How long are people going to stick around if, 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 as we just sit here and list all the things that suck? <laughs> I mean, but. like when someone does a supercut of all the fights, yeah, give that a watch. Yeah, don't worry about the plot because the plot is completely horseshit. I was, yeah. uh, I was also disappointed that that Kong found that axe in the weird yeah. uh, X, you know, the 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 Kong castle or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I when I saw it in the trailer, I was kind of hoping like he would have like punched a fucking scale off Godzilla's back and then like in between like found it after the fight and been like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this guy up with his own scale, like make an axe out of it. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people thought, and and that was a really cool idea. But uh, guess not. Nope. No, nope, just else, sign language. Someone else gave it to him. Yep. Kong won't go home. All right. Well, speaking of want go home. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about all she wrote. All right, everyone. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you sooner or later. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere. <laughs>